It wouldn't matter to me if you did do violence on somebody. I ain't scared of shit. How about we don't? How about I don't, you know, force you to click stop as soon as I start, right? Let's avoid that as as best as we can. Chances are it's not going to happen. But either way, guys, this is Free Water. I'm Patty Broken Skull. Thank you for joining me, if you're joining me. I mean, we keep about the same numbers, folks. Almost every episode, about the exact same amount as the last right? There's no up, there's no down. It's very rare if that happens. I feel like I have to mention specific names to get that to uh, make any difference, you know, to get my numbers to go up at all. I got to talk about very specific people and boy, is that annoying. But I guess we should do it. We should start this episode by doing that because I have nothing else prepared. And that's kind of the way that the wagon wheels over here on this show. But that being said, you know, our good friend, Mr. Hamburger, Mr. Roy Hamburger, found his way onto the the monolith of podcasts known as Misery Loves Company. Now, of course, I'm not one of these people to partake very often in that goddamn dumpster fire of a podcast, especially now that they don't have Chad Zumach. And you know what? I happened to see it on, you know, going on with a live stream the other day, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to jump in here. Type some stuff into the chat, see what's up, man. And the show that I walked into, my God. The show that I walked into would make you wish Zumok was still a part of that, that universe. You know, still one of the co-hosts of that show. Because whatever it was, it was insane. I mean, Shuli was there, Carl brought his two buddies, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And, you know, Kevin's fucking... Saying nothing, just sitting in the back, kind of watching what he created. And I don't know, some guy with a big beard. I think he did a podcast with like Kevin Smith maybe back in the day. I don't know. I know nothing about him. He's just a big bearded guy that likes comic books and he's 50. You know what I mean? So perfect group of guys. I mean, three of the guys on the stream looked the same. They had the exact same face structure, body, everything about them was the same, okay, besides their name, and probably their parents. You would hope their parents were different, probably still relatives, but parents of theirs nonetheless, and, you know, for the moments that I was in there, I was sort of requested to go live, hey, when you go on live, when you go on live, when you go on live, but on top of all that, I 
popped onto my Twitter just to see what was happening, check the DMs, all that stuff. And, you know, you get messages, you get requests from people to for you to do specific things that they would like to see you do. And, you know, here I am still in a position where it's like, nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I don't want to be a part of your team. Either one of you. I'm not going to do a fucking Roy show. I'm not going to do a Stuttering John show. I'm not going to... Why would I participate in this thing that I don't want any part of? That I'm honestly no part of because I, I simply got brought in. I didn't ask to be a part of this. I'm not looking to be a part of this. I just happen to be. You know, and, and whether or not I'm actually a part of it to the degree that you think I am, trust me, I am not. I know nothing. I know nothing. I pay attention to nothing. Even the cactus neon lamp that I have in my live streams could seem to some people as if I'm I I have seen you know the WATP videos or whatever because Roy too has a fucking cactus I had no idea I simply put it up in my stream because I like it it has nothing to do with any I'm not these aren't like weird, undercover jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not subtle hints at things whatsoever. Because it's so out of mind that it doesn't matter. When I go and I see this stuff, I'm like, oh, good for you, man. Congratulations. You went and did a show that I would never do, even if they begged. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. I'm not sitting here jealous of the friendships he has with like Kumia or Gino Bisconti or anything like that. That bothers me none. These are not people that I would want to be in a circle with in the first place. So by all means, take the spot. And it goes back to the guy who left a comment that said that I must be jealous of what Stuttering John is doing currently. Something, something, something. Do better. And I just kept pondering that. I'm like, do better how? What do you mean do better? I have to be a guest on these fucking shows now? Is that how he's doing better? Stop it. I just am better. Period. That's it. And it's not even effort. (laughs) I'm not trying. Any of the jokes I've made about these people, again, they're jokes that I'm just speculating on. I have no evidence. Does he look like a substitute teacher? Yeah. Okay? And this is the guy taking out all these wannabe podcasters, right? Like, he's stopping everybody from doing their thing. I mean, he got Stuttering John to quit, right? Somebody did. And then all of a sudden, it's so fascinating when he comes back for a large sum of money. And then he's like, well, now I guess they're on my side. It's all still the same joke, John. It's still the same joke. They're doing the same bit. They're just allowing you to think that you're the guy winning now. They've done it a hundred times. Melton, you know, all of a sudden Melton's the guy. He's the one winning. Protect him. That type of shit. It's very strange. And it's a game that I want no part of. But I'll bring it up because you guys like it. You guys seem to enjoy it. You like that drama bullshit. And believe me, coming from a a network called Drama City, it's not really my thing. I like to talk shit. I like to speculate. I like to make jokes about shit that I have no information on. That's what I do. What, am I going to sit here and be like, yeah, I fucking know everything about Thomas Jefferson just because I made one joke about him? I don't give a fuck. Speculating, guy. It's more, it's funnier for me. (laughs) You know, Chad Zumach has a dangerous obsession with Casey Anthony. Does he really? Probably not. But is it funny to say that he does? Absolutely, dude. 
So again, I was in there for, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes. I stopped even typing. I was just kind of observing. I'm like, what? Kevin's not doing anything. The other guys are just sitting there. What the? F why do you have 11 people on this fucking stream and two people are talking? What's the point? Is that your audience? I'm sure that, you know, Kevin's probably used to that type of an audience anyways because there's no way he's performing in, in actual comedy clubs. He's probably still doing Zoom shows. <laughs> but either way, it's very, very interesting to see that happen because you're like, boy, oh boy, if I could just, if I could just make it up there, guys, I could, I could be a guest on that Kevin Brennan show and that would be, oh, that would be swell. No, I don't, it means nothing to me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want it. Keep it, take it, have it. It's not for me. But I do enjoy being offered. You know, it is nice to be invited. That feels cool. But at the same time, you're going to get the same answer. There's nothing that could that could make me flip and be like, well, fuck, man. Now's my chance to shine. Like one guy said something about being afraid of greatness in my chat during a live stream. Why am I afraid of greatness? I don't want it. I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want it. I don't want to be the guy who puts himself in a position to have all of these fans that expect something from him. Okay? Because expectations can surely not be met. And I know that about myself well enough to be like, yeah, I fucking start, I start doing this type of content, start leaning in one direction or the other, then I'm only fucking, you know, being a fraud to myself. Because I truly don't want to put in any effort in that direction whatsoever. I don't find there to be any gain. You know, even when I said I, I have to mention specific names. It just becomes redundant. But then you see so many people that are clout chasing. Whether it's from me to get to them or from them to get to me, vice versa. It's very weird, again, circle jerk. All these people playing these these parts in this fucking weird little village that they created. And I, I'm not interested. I mean, I go live enough at this point where you would think I'd see more new faces. You know, you'd think there'd be more people who have followed this storyline from WATP to myself at this point. Right. That would be popping in the chat. And it's always the same people. I get about the same 12 people. Which is fine. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. I'm bringing that up for a different reason. I'm not saying that I'm pissed. Ah, oh, fuck. I wish I had more. No, I don't care about that. It doesn't matter. I'd, I'd still do it to nobody, much like this podcast. And I've said it. I don't have to keep saying it. Because you guys who listen to this enough are well aware. You're well aware. This is just time killing. It's a hobby. And it just happens to be that I, I actually find joy in it. I get excited when I can sit down here and have a fucking great show. And I, I actually enjoy what I'm talking about. And the angles that I take, the, the paths that I carve, right? I enjoy that. And that's the challenge, especially when you have no material. But if I come in here and I talk about something everybody else is talking about, my goal is not to be repetitive. It's not to say the same thing that we've all heard somebody say about somebody. I'm trying to take a different angle, much like the Zumok thing that I constantly reference. Of course, I could have just said that he's a shitty stand-up comedian, but it's funnier, and it's my take to go, hey, I think he's got a dangerous obsession with a fucking woman who possibly killed her child. Funnier, right? 
not like everybody else's, right? So therefore, I have to be aware enough to say, hey, some people aren't going to like it. Some people aren't going to agree, and some people are going to think it's straight stupid. And that's fine, because it goes both ways, you know? All the people that have said that my shit stinks, there's also people that say Carl fucking sucks. There's also people that say, <clears throat> you know, Joe Rogan sucks. The sa- In the same breath that they say that they fucking like, you know, Brendan Schaub. It's just a, it's very weird, but you have to play the same sort of role once you get yourself, you know, your feet dug deep enough where they are expecting something from you. And that's where it goes to me, where it's like, I don't fucking, I, I have a consistent personality on this shit that comes out in every single episode, and it comes out in everything that I do, but I'm not required. You know what I mean? I don't owe anybody anything. I don't have to put these I don't have to do a new episode every week. I don't. The only thing I ever actually owe anybody is an hour long episode for Patreon. That's all I owe you. In the long run. You know? And that can easily just come to an end as well. Just fucking stop doing it. Everybody stop subscribing to the Patreon. Bang, we're back to ground zero. Whereas these other fucking people have so many people that they are required to do work for. Even when they don't want to. And that's why you get so much shit. You get so much mediocrity. You know, most of these dudes are not original. There's no original thoughts that any of them have. I'm pretty sure the last fucking, in this MLC thing, uh, Bob and Shuli started talking about wanting to get into Brendan Schaub content. Little late, guys. Just a little bit late, though. Like, we've already done that. We've covered it. We've been in there. We've been out of there. Now you want to become a part of it? What, you guys are going to be the the comedic saviors to go into the fucking fighter and the kid Reddit and somehow be the fucking voice of hilarity? I don't believe that to be the case. You're too fucking old to be relevant at this point in general. Like most of these guys that people can't stop obsessing over would disappear if you would stop obsessing over them. If you really didn't like Chad Zumach, he wouldn't have a career. If you really didn't like Brendan Schaub, he wouldn't be able to still keep podcasting. If you really didn't like Shuli, Bob Levy, or Kevin Brennan, they wouldn't keep going fucking live. Somebody out there likes everybody a little bit, right? Has to like these people to a certain degree to keep them fucking alive, to keep them fucking eating off this random, unoriginal bullshit. Somebody does. And all it is is the same people who are talking shit are helping promote this person. So much like my situation where it's like Carl in the beginning smashing me or whatever the fuck he was doing only brought more people to see what the fuck I actually do, right? So it's the same thing. And then it gets even weirder when it's like, oh, he hated me for the longest time, didn't like what I did, made fun of me all this time, and then all of a sudden I end up on his show? I do an episode with him? Like, the the dynamic doesn't make sense to me. I'm not that guy. I'm, fi- I'm fine with your existence. I'm, I'm glad that you do talk about me as much as you need to, but there's no point in my head where I'm like, hmm, I think we could fucking break bread together. No, we're not friends. You're just a person that happens to exist on the same timeline as me. We don't got to be friends. You don't got to like me. We don't got to have a conversation, and we'll all be fine regardless, right? <laughs> we'll be fine. I'll still make my shit. He will make his shit. They'll clip my stuff. His fans will kill their fucking spouses. Whatever. We all got to stick to what we know is true, right? And that's what it is. That's what it is. Where somebody go, where certain 
shows specifically go out of their way to talk shit about specific people that they could come in contact with is bizarre. It is a stupid play. It's no different than Jaguar Wright talking about how the music industry is fucking full of demons and fucking uh, homosexuality and all this different shit. It's the same thing when you go to these guys that are doing these podcasts shitting on other podcasters or comedians or whatever. When it's like the reality is if that son of a bitch said, hey, would you like to open for me? You'd bend the knee just as quickly as you talk shit about him. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not that way. I'm built different. I'm not like that. I'm not going to bend the knee to somebody who now all of a sudden thinks that I'm skilled or now all of a sudden doesn't shit on me and promotes me in a specific way. I don't I could care less, dude. You should have did that out the get. You should have. Because now you look stupid. Because it turns out all along you were wrong. Right? Proven that you were wrong after I did what? A fucking YouTube channel? Talking shit about Brendan Schaub and Crystalia and these guys. Now all of a sudden it makes sense. Right. Now all of a sudden I gotta self-promote by by becoming partners, be, by becoming friends, by becoming, you know, <laughs> whatever, dude. And as desperate as these motherfuckers become, it's just more exciting for me. Because again, who am I? Right? It's different when you're these guys that have attempted these careers or had these careers, but you've had massive failures, or you started, you tried to do these projects and it never worked out, blah, blah, blah. You just find yourself needing to podcast. Okay? Bobby Lee needed to podcast. Okay? Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura needed to podcast. Okay? Certain people need to. Okay? They need to to help build some sort of image for a a job that they have somewhere else. Or to make themselves seem relevant again. Like, nobody was talking about Bobby Lee until he started his podcast. If they were, they were mentioning him as much as they mentioned Andy Dick. Because it was similar antics. Like, hey, look at this fucking giant piece of shit that somehow weaseled his way into fucking Hollywood. Great. That'll be a fun watch, uh, Crash and Burn. But they need a podcast. You wouldn't know who they were if it wasn't for their podcast first. So yeah, of course, Tom Segura can sell out, sell 700,000 tickets and all this shit, but it's to mostly podcast people. I mean, it took him a long time to get popular on Netflix. You know what I mean? And I think that also comes from the podcasting. But my point is, there's other guys that are, like, on the outside of comedy so consistently that they're desperate to try anything to be relevant. And a podcast is the easiest thing. Buy a microphone, set up a stream, make an account, you got a fucking podcast, you have a show, and you can do a thousand of them. And nobody can stop you. Nobody can tell you that you don't need 30 podcasts, right? Nobody can say that. They can be mad that you have that many, but what are you mad for? Are you busy? But when it's a character who you know for a fact would like to be more successful somewhere else and they're not, you have to look at their podcast as a desperate attempt. It's not something that they're putting effort into, not themselves. 
There's no originality. It's Mr. Beast, right? Like, you could put anybody's face and body in that position of giving away money, and it still works. You're not watching it because Mr. Beast has a personality and he's cool and he's... No. You're watching it because he's giving away fucking money. Put anybody there. Male, female, it doesn't matter. Interject any fucking person into the middle of that thing and it still works, dude. But when you got these shows with these people, whether they used to work in radio or they used to work in, you know, they used to actually do stand-up comedy, but they don't they don't get to do stand-up comedy anymore because for some reason Artie, Artie Lang isn't doing well, you know what I mean? It's like you guys opened for old comics anyways. So it wasn't like anybody of this generation is going to know who the fuck you are or give a shit. I have to imagine a lot of the Opie and Anthony type of Reddit situation came over to these fucking goofy shows. We'll do anything for drama. We'll do anything for a guy that'll call somebody gay. You know what I mean? Just like the most basic shit. Let's look at this cringe, this cringe fucking guy over here and see what he's done. They wish they sounded like that. You know what I mean? They wish they had that voice. Because then the trash talking that they would that they say would come across a little bit more realistic. But when you when you sound like a few, I'm a, just a tiny bald Jewish man who probably doesn't walk very often, then it's not very intimidating. You know what I mean? That that could be any of the guys that I just mentioned in this last ten minutes. You know, put that voice on any of those guys, and it's that guy. It's that guy. But speaking of Tom Segura, we'll close this out talking about his special, which was on Netflix. And, you know, I have nothing against these guys that use the podcast to get bigger, you know, to build themselves. It's the ones that need it. They're desperate for it. Without it, they would have no fucking fan base. Right? That's what bothers me. Because Tom is obviously funny. He fucking, he's, he writes great jokes. And almost every special I've seen from him has been, you know, an A, B plus. But, you know, you can't say the same for Rogan or fucking Burt Kreischer or Ari Shafir. Like, there's a lot of these guys in these circles of com- comedians that you're like, yeah, you, you guys are essentially doing the same thing as the lower level guys. But the lower level guys are not going to get the same notice because they look stupid making fun of people that are lower than them. Like, it'd be one thing if we were sitting, you know, start with the Brendan Schaub stuff. You know, you would gain a lot more respect if that's where you began. But if your beginnings are fucking Zumok and shit, you know, uh, what's the other guy's name? Stuttering John? Yeah. It, it's You're going to look dumb. You're going to look weak. You're going to look afraid. Go after the guys that could really hurt you. Go after the guys that could, you know, simply kick your content off of the internet. Going after random no-names that fucking did an open mic one time is is pathetic. It's pathetic. You look small. And then you fucking tuck your shirt in. I think, I mean, the guy looks like a fucking JV volleyball coach. You know what I mean? All of them. Pick any of these guys. They look like they could coach JV volleyball. Not even a man sport. You know what I mean? Like... Carl certainly looks like he probably has a large set of keys. 
He also looks like he wears shorts that are way too fucking short for him. You know, just so that way he can give the boys a show when he bends over. But see, I can make these jokes and not feel like, oh shit, this is going to hurt his feelings. Oh shit, what's he going to say about me? The relationship has got to that point with most of these folks. Like, mention me. For the love of God, mention me. But mention it to where they could come and find my product. Mention it so they could come and see what I do. Don't just be like, oh, there's this fucking guy on the internet that does this podcast that sucks and he's redheaded. Like, be, call it the show. (coughs) Mention free water. Mention great job awesome. (coughs) You know? Because if that doesn't happen, I'm going to just keep calling you Roy. I've given many a dues. You know, not as many as Shuli, but I've given some dues. Given credit, at least. Yeah, man, congratulations. Gino Pisconti, fucking Kumi and shit. Those are your buddies. Good. But don't ever sit there and try to make yourself believe that I care. (laughs) I mean, what do you got, six years tops? Before most of your friends are dead? (laughs) Like, most of those guys are going to be gone. For sure. Just from natural causes. Natural causes is going to take them out. Maybe not Zumok, but the rest of the guys, fucking natural causes, dude. They're a thousand years old. And anybody that's even, like, legitly watching MLC because it's somehow entertaining, I can't fucking believe you know how to work a computer. That is insane. <laughs> I don't, it's weird. It's weird. But I kind of understand if you came from the, the ONA Reddit type of situation where you're like, yeah, this fucking, it's kinda, you know, we have somebody to hate together. That's kind of nice. That's what we're all looking for. I mean, I guarantee you if these, these podcasts could, they would make their audience wear the same clothes as them. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, what, what are you expecting your audience to do? Agree with everything you say? Because that, that's what it comes across as when you're like, oh, yeah, fucking, I'm not doing well at comedy in itself. Everybody knows that I wanted to do this other thing. But now I have to do this podcast where I'm going to shit on guys who are actually doing shows. Selling out. Performing at arenas. Right? They got Brendan Schaub as a hype man. He has a guy that comes on stage after he's done telling jokes and hypes up the crowd even more. You guys have that? Have you guys ever, I mean, I can't imagine that Zumok or Shuli or Levy or Brennan or any of these guys have opening acts to take with them on the road. I don't believe that there's younger comics out there thinking, you know who I'd like to work with? (laughs) Kevin Brennan. (laughs) There's no young comics out there like, whoa, is that the Reverend Bob Levy, dude? How do I show them my jokes? How do I get to open? Because these guys aren't even closers themselves. So what, you want to open for a feature act? Or you want to open for an opener? Because if you're that, I mean, Jesus Christ. It it just... It's such a deep, deep hole that I'll allow other people to dive into. You know, you want to share some of this goofy shit with me? By all means. 
but don't expect me to waste my time. There's too much, dude. There's just so much throughout all of it. Like real, like legit, like fighting back type of shit where it's like I could know this about him. I could know that about him. And then I could bring it up in the podcast. And how crazy would that be? Like being punched in the face by the Misfits drummer. You know what I mean? I didn't go out of my way to find that information. It was given to me. So why do, why now would I all of a sudden start sitting down and listening to an hour and a half of some guy who doesn't or didn't like me? <laughs> it's really unproductive, dude. Whereas other people just give it to me. Similar to his situation, I would imagine. Most of these guys' situations, they just get, they just get stuff. People give them stuff because they'll know they'll talk about it and they'll have a take. Is it funny? Most likely not, but it's a take, you know? And yet these guys spend years and years writing jokes, and the one thing you can't do is roast this fucking guy. You know, to the level of actually funny. Like, sure, I say shit's insane all the time because I have ran out of words, but I try to get as many of those jokes out as I can. You know what I'm saying? Go look at some of these lives, dude. I went ape shit. You know, especially with the Legion of Dabblers fucking picture. I did a fucking half hour <laughs> on just that picture. And it was flawless. And I'm not a professional comedian. I'm just a guy. You know, so it goes back to the beginning of this episode. Expectations, folks. You come in here with expectations of something that's, that it's not. Of course, I'm not going to live up to that. But if you come in here with expectations that are something also that I'm not, but the other direction, and then you listen, perhaps I am. But that's for you to judge. The one thing that is a fact is I am funny. I'm funny. I'm angry. I'm fucking insecure. Right? I'm pale. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. But I like to pretend. And that's where the comedy really, truly comes from. I mean, fucking Matt and Shane's secret podcast this week, Matt had mentioned many times about him slugging around things at the beach. He was carrying his kids, carrying the cooler, all this different shit to the beach, and he kept saying slugging it around. And that's some Brendan Schaub shit right there, right? Because in no way has anybody ever used the word slugging to mean carry. Right? You've never slugged a thing around. Maybe lugged it around. Maybe you were lugging something around. But you never slugged it. Because that, that word doesn't make sense for the sentence. Right? So we all make stupid mistakes. And the thing about it that bothers me most in those mistakes is I'm doing it by myself so there's nobody in real time sitting here to correct me when I say something weird. But he's sitting across from Shane Gillis who just let it go. Four times. Like, he said it a lot, and never once was Shane, like, slugging. What do you mean, slugging? You were slugging around? I don't get it. That's all you can say. I don't get it, because that word doesn't make sense for what you're saying you were doing. Like, the image that you're, the picture that you're painting for me in my head doesn't involve slugging. It sounds like you were lugging some stuff around. You kept lugging some shit around. Like, what the fuck? But if we were just going to all sit here and, and point out those stupid little things about everybody's little show and personality or what happens when they record audio, you know, we'd be doing a completely different show. 
But either way, guys, thank you. I think we're done here. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. There's an extra hour over there. A full hour. But the damn thing about it is, is if I know that you guys aren't listening to this entire half hour, there's no fucking way you're making it to the Patreon. And that's why we we always plateau. But until next time, see ya. When I am dead and have passed on to the next world, I want you to kiss my hairy buttocks.